and pro. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The world's demand for oil is not diminishing but accelerating dramatically. The projected pattern is not merely troubling, but even terrifying to transparent thinkers globally. And the implications are not hard to imagine, at least in general terms, but are vastly underrated and underreported for popular consumption, like to you and to me. The enormity of potential catastrophic consequences regarding oil and gas has not escaped the conniving and incontinent aspirations of corporate and government power brokers that are seeking not only to protect positions, but to advance their power in hot pursuit of global control of black gold and its energy cousin, gas. Today on Viewpoint, we revisit this issue, and I'm glad that you joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. We're going to discover today, again more deeply, how entrenched Russia and Germany are in this matter of oil and gas and why that is. Not only why that is, but what are the implications for Europe, for the rest of the world, for you, for me, and as reflected in biblical prophecy. So we have much on our plate here today, and I'm glad that you've joined us. Please stay tuned, and for those of you who are in the Massachusetts, Connecticut, and that area in the upper northeast. I remind you of our breakfast coming up on August 13th, Saturday morning, August 13th, from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. You don't want to miss it. It is going to be an extraordinary event, like all the breakfasts that we've had in previous years, for our listeners in that general area, which, by the way, are the longest-term listeners that we have had to Viewpoint other than in Richmond, Virginia. And so uh, we go up to visit those uh, who have been supporting us, who have been listening to this program so very, very long. And uh, the Northeast can be a fairly dark place morally and spiritually. Uh, They perceive it. They feel the resistance greatly. And so they welcome us with open arms and have for many, many years. Now, if you are listening there in the Massachusetts, Connecticut, and that general area, even up into New York and so on, I urge you to uh, sign up for our broadcast, excuse me, for our breakfast, rather, on August 13th. And uh, in order to do that, you're going to have to go to our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org, and that's the best way for you to sign up. Right there on the home page, there is a button, Viewpoint Breakfast. You can sign up there, and uh, I urge you to do it quickly because uh, people are signing up, and there is a limit to how many people uh, we can handle at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts, the first zip code of America, Agawam, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful, beautiful site. Uh, 
and we found this to be the very best location uh, that we have ever had for these breakfasts, and uh, we hope that you will take advantage of it. We'll be having all of our books and materials there. Uh, Both I and my wife will be speaking, and uh, we'll have opportunity to chat with uh, so many of you. And then again, uh, the brand new book, Messiah, will be there. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. It's supposed to be delivered the first week of August to us. And uh, that being the case, we will have it ready and available for you. And I don't think you're going to want to miss one moment of that uh, breakfast time. So again, go to the website, saveus.org, saveus.org, or give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA. You could write a check uh, and uh, mark on it for the breakfast. It's uh, $29 per person. Urge you to bring a friend or friends, your family, and so on. Many people have done that to introduce people to the program, and uh, it's it's just a thrilling and delightful time. All right, moving forward, we want to uh, take a look at what is developing And I have in my hands the latest report from the Russian Times. Now, these are uh, three separate reports. One, EU prepares gas emergency plan. Two, Germany explains why it can't use an alternate route for Russian gas. But most importantly, number three, Germany, a German industry could shut down without Russian gas. Then there is a fourth report coming from the Russian Times. By the way, this is not Pravda. This is not uh, that uh, complete government-controlled media. This is a different uh, uh, media that oftentimes has fascinating information that you just cannot get elsewhere in the world. But this fourth article from the Russian Times today says this, Germany's prosperity is fueled by Russia. Germany's prosperity is fueled by Russia. You say, well, why would that be? Why would Russia be the lord, shall we say, the prosperity lord over Germany that's supposed to be the most prosperous country in Europe. Well, that's exactly the point. And that's why we need to take a look at biblical prophecy to understand this. And we will, right here on Viewpoint today. All right. In my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle, there is a chapter called The Great Game. And if, you've, if you have the book and you've read the book, you understand what the great game is, black gold and global governance. And because it is said that the reality is that the nation that controls the world's energy supply controls the world. It is also said that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. So there is somehow an implicit understanding in the world that he who controls the energy will control the Temple Mount and will control the world. Can you see then why the archenemy of God and your soul 
would have every intent to control oil and gas or energy. Can you see that? Because if it is true that the nation that controls the world's energy supply controls the world, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? But if it's also true that the nation that controls the Temple Mount also rules the world, then there is a overlapping, uh, shall we say, almost satanic purpose to control both the energy and the Temple Mount in order to rule the world. And Satan says, I'm going to rule it. He said, I'm going to rule it. I'm going to be like the Most High. I'm going to be like God. I'm going to be the Most High. So, let's continue today. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. No matter how you turn or what, however you cut it, global governance is the goal of virtually every major issue of our time right now. Global governance. Now, you might not see how the dots connect, but that doesn't mean they don't connect. And global governance being the goal, driving the economic, political, and military machinations of the leading nations and confederations is often supported by religious persuasion. But there's one essential that binds their respective goals and lubricates the engines of their lust for power, and that is oil. Politically correct voices, you say, are crying for alternative energy. Aren't they going to win? No, they're not going to win. In reality, oil remains the indispensable energy source making the wheels of the world turn. So, in order to understand, to get a visceral understanding, comprehending the sheer magnitude of this matter of the great game and black gold and global governance, we have to look further at Russia and Germany. Now, interestingly, black gold and Bible prophecy uh, overlap. They really do. The reason they overlap, interestingly, is that uh, Mesopotamia, being the cradle of civilization, the place from which all of Abraham's descendants originated, is also the location of most of the world's known hydrocarbons, except in Russia though never specifically mentioned in most recognized prophet uh, passages of the Bible, oil is inextricably linked to most, if not all, the major nation players of end-time events. Oil is the main reason the Western world has become fixated on affairs of the Middle East, which possesses the huge energy resources needed to serve as Europe's oil tanker 
and is America's supplier of last resort. Believe it or not, even as U.S. President Joe Biden has gone this last week to Saudi Arabia to beg them on bended knee to release more oil, it began as the U.S. began to cozy up in the 1950s to Saudi Arabia. And that created strange bedfellows, each prostituting primary and glaringly opposite political positions in order to facilitate the flow of Western craved energy and the funds needed to bring the wasabi, shall we say, intentions to rule the world to pass, to bring the need to bring the world to the knees before Muhammad and his Mahdi, or false messiah. And so we're looking at something now that uh, those uh, geopolitical uh, petrogeologists and so on refer to as the great game. We've talked about it many times here on Viewpoint. And today, we're again, we're going to connect the dots to see how Germany and Russia, even as four times this very day, these different reports have come out of the Russian Times to link those two countries, which we also find are inextricably linked in biblical prophecy through Ezekiel 38 and 39. So please stay tuned. Uh, We're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Now, why would we be interested in talking about things like oil and gas when it seems now that the oil prices at our pumps across the nation have dropped significantly? By the way, this very day, I happen to pay $3.95 a gallon. $3.95 a gallon, a full dollar less than I paid about a month ago for gas. Well, that's encouraging. So with that kind of encouragement on the short end, why would we be interested in talking about this great game and the confrontation, the interrelationship, the strange bedfellows between Germany and Russia over oil and gas. It's because they are linked in biblical prophecy and have everything to do with Israel. Are you listening? Have everything to do with Israel, even though you are not hearing about it anywhere on the news media. They don't even know where the dots are. They don't know how to connect the dots because they don't even know where the dots are. Because they don't interpret, they don't look at life from God's viewpoint. But he does. And you and I are responsible to look at life and the development of our times from God's viewpoint. Even the Apostle Paul said that these things should not take you and I unawares. Why? Because we're given insight into them in the scriptures. Of course, since most people are not reading the Bible and don't read it for what it's worth, they just read it just to say that they read it. And so they don't know what's in the Bible. They don't understand what God has revealed. They don't understand why he's revealed certain things. 
And so here on this program, one of our main goals is not only to tell you what is taking place, but why it is taking place and how it connects with God's eternal plan and viewpoint. Now, we move forward with a further look at this great game. As you are made aware today with what's taking place in Germany and in Russia and its import for Israel and, yes, for Europe and for America, in fact, the entire so-called developing new world order. That's really what we're talking about. As we see that happening, I believe that it would be very, very important for you to have a copy of my book, King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain, the eternal epic end time battle. Because it reveals how these different players are all being positioned to make their final bid to be king of the mountain, king of the hill, king of the temple mount, in place or as surrogate representatives of Satan himself. That's how Satan intends to rule the world from the temple mount. He will ultimately do it through the counterfeit Christ figure called the Antichrist. But then to understand the nations and how they have been moved and are moving as we speak to accomplish that goal is nothing short of breathtaking. Now, if you want to have your breath taken away by reading a book dealing with biblical prophecy and what's happening, then I urge you to get a copy of King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or... You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. King of the Mountain. Now, when you get it, I want you to know that even though it's a substantial book, it's written in bits and pieces, so to speak. It's broken down into small sections. This is how I like to write a, uh, read a book, how I like to write a book. And so uh, it is written in that fashion to make it easy for you as the reader to pick it up and read it in small portions, small periods of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. I mean, you can spend longer, but it's written so that you can do that. All right. Now we move forward with this matter of the great game and how this relates to Germany. Here are the reports. The first, German industry could shut down without Russian gas. Now, why would that 
report come? What is the nature of that? Why is it the German industry could shut down without Russian gas? Well, it's very simple. Germany depends 70% on Russian oil and gas. 70% of its entire economy. And Germany is the largest economy in Europe, which is part of NATO, which is part of this resurrecting Roman Empire, which is, in fact, now referred to as the New World Order or Global Reset. Therefore, Germany's involvement with Russia vis-a-vis gas and oil has everything to do with the Great Reset, has everything to do with what will happen when these nations that have been pulled together by Russia's attack on Ukraine as never before, uniting the Baltic nations, nations, all of the nations that were once part of the ancient Roman Empire are now coming together. Even Turkey decided, Mr. Erdogan decided to lay aside his objections to allow Norway and Sweden to come in. Or was it Finland and Sweden? Anyway, the the, uh, Baltic nations up there. So, what we're looking at here is an amazing development that nobody would have expected. The geopoliticians would never have expected that those Baltic nations would come into NATO. No. But the attack by Russia on Ukraine has precipitated something that they did not expect to happen. Oftentimes, friends, please listen carefully. Oftentimes, things that the world leaders did not expect to happen are brought about by events, things that they created and that God uses to accomplish what seems to be impossible. How many people, how many pastors, how many politicians and so on say, well, you know, it's impossible, utterly impossible for Israel to build a a third temple on the Temple Mount. It would start World War III, they say. Well, maybe. Maybe it would. Maybe World War III would precipitate it. We don't know. But here's the problem, and you and I must come to grips with this if we are ever, ever, ever going to have comfort and uh, conviction and peace with regard to God's plan and purpose. We have to agree with what he says, whether we think it's going to happen or not. Whether we can rationalize how it will happen, you and I must come to the place where if God speaks, we listen and we believe and agree. Doesn't matter what you think. Because if you superimpose your thinking over what God has said, you are doing exactly what Satan did in the heavens uh, betraying the trust that God put in him 
And he said, I will be like the Most High God. I will be equal to God. That's why he tested Eve in the garden. Did God say that you should not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yes, well, in the day that you eat of it, we should surely die, Eve said. Satan says, no, you're not going to surely die. God knew that you'd just be like him. You'd know good and evil. Oh, okay, well, you see how we think. That's how it happens. It's so simple. We diss what God has said and lift up our own viewpoints or the viewpoints of our politicians, our pastors, our priests, uh, prognosticators, whatever (laughs) uh, people out there. We lift up those viewpoints over what God has said. Don't do that. Humble yourself. Let's humble ourselves and agree with God has said in everything, even the social issues. Now we go back, when we come back to Germany and Russia and gas. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Here is the information concerning German industry and Russia. The Financial Times, which uh, is a pretty liberal publication, gave us this information today. Industrial companies across Germany are facing a real prospect of scaling down operations or shutting down completely if natural gas flows from Russia stop. That was reported by the Financial Times today. According to Germany's largest steel maker and the world's largest chemicals company, BASF, they have both warned that without sufficient natural gas supply, their factories could be forced to idle or shut down completely and suffer potential technical damage. According to the chief executive, of Germany's largest ammonia producer and a key European fertilizer supplier, he said, without Russian gas supplies, we have to stop production immediately from 100 to zero. Now, that's pretty profound stuff. Now, this warning is coming of the uncertainty over gas supply from Russia and the country's state energy giant, Gazprom, that was forced to slash its deliveries via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline by 60% last month over a technical issue. The pipeline is currently shut down entirely for annual maintenance that's due to finish on July 21st. However, 
Many in Germany and the EU fear that Russia will not turn the flow back on when the maintenance is completed, and that for political reasons. Some companies are hoping to switch to alternative fuels, like heating oil or coal, if there's no gas coming from Russia. The Financial Times says, according to a chemicals industry estimate cited by the publication, only 2-3% to of gas consumption can be replaced in this way, though. So, without Russian gas, Germany will experience a severe fall in industrial output, which will trigger a deep recession with almost 6% wiped off the GDP by the end of next year. So, last month, the German government initiated the second stage of its national emergency plan, with the next step being the introduction of gas rationing or rationing. The energy crunch has also led to an eightfold increase in European benchmark natural gas prices over the past 18 months. That's driven up the cost of overall of living in Europe tremendously. So, Do you see how these various actions or inactions end up being a series of dots that connect to consequences that ultimately were not necessarily anticipated when Russia launched its war against Ukraine and when the West responded with redoubling sanctions? Now that brings us then, to Germany explaining why it can't use an alternate route for Russian gas. Germany's over a barrel, believe it or not. No no pun intended. (laughs) Germany can't use the new alternative pipeline, that is Nord Stream 2, to ship natural gas from Russia, even though its usual route, Nord Stream 1, was shut down for maintenance. Why is that? Because Nord Stream 2 is not certified. It doesn't have a legal permit for operation. Why? Well, partly because the U.S. has done what it can to keep that from happening. Because believing that if Nord Stream 2 goes into effect, Russia will then have virtual total control, manipulative control over Germany and Europe. So are you beginning to see how serious this series of events is and is becoming? Now, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which runs from Russia to Germany through the Baltic Sea, has the capacity to transform Uh, transport 55 billion cubic meters of gas annually, and its construction was completed last September. However, the certification process was repeatedly delayed due to opposition from the U.S. and concern in Europe over growing energy dependence on Russia. And rightly so, by the way. Donald Trump said, do not, he warned Joe Biden, do not allow Russia to so-called sanctify its Nord Stream 2 pipeline to get it into operation. You will rue the day that you ever did that. So what did Joe Biden do? 
He went in there and immediately tried to play patty cake with Russia to allow the Nord Stream pipeline to go through. Now, at this juncture, it's been held up. But that's what Mr. Biden tried to do. He didn't care about the ultimate consequences. All he cared about was pandering. To make things look good for a few minutes or a few days. In February of this year, prior to the launch of Russia's military operation in Ukraine, German authorities denied the Nord Stream Pipeline certification and the project was halted indefinitely. So Berlin is now reportedly considering repurposing parts of the unused pipeline for a gas terminal. This is the dilemma. And indeed, it is a dilemma. So much of a dilemma is this, that the EU now is preparing a gas emergency plan. Member states of the EU are urging, being urged to curb their energy, and member countries are being urged to scale back their demand for gas in order to prepare for potential Russian supply cuts. This is serious, and we're going to explain why this is serious and why this leads to a very significant part of biblical prophecy. On Monday, today, Russian energy major uh, Gazprom suspended the flow of natural gas to the EU via the key Nord Stream 1 pipeline. The shutdown will last until July 21st. During that time, all gas flow via the pipeline stops. Now, what is Europe going to do? What are they going to do? What is Europe, the EU, going to do for energy? The EU as a whole receives approximately 40% of its gas from Russia has been trying to reduce its reliance on Russian energy as part of its sanctions on Moscow. But they can't really do much. Are you beginning to see? Russia has the EU over a barrel. At 40% power. Russia has Germany over a barrel at 70% power. You say, where is this going? Why should I be interested in these facts? Oh, my dear friend, it's very powerful. It really is very powerful. And it leads us to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Because the very nations that are specified in Ezekiel 38 and 39 will confederate together to attack Israel in the latter days. Question, are we in the latter days yet? 
If we're not in the latter days yet, what do they look like? The Apostle Paul said that the events of the latter days should not take you and I unawares. In other words, we, if we're truly following Christ, if we're truly in his word and listening to his voice, we should know. We don't have to know the day or the hour of Christ's return, but we need to know the season. We need to understand the dynamics that are taking place so that you and I will be prepared in our minds, our hearts, our bodies, and so on, that we'll be able to prepare our sons and our daughters, our congregations, pastors. But somehow we're still pretending Somehow we're still pretending that we can finagle all of these things and get another midterm election and turn the tide, and then we'll have another presidential election and everything, we'll have nirvana, heaven on earth in the United States, everything will be restored to a biblical glory and we'll live happily ever after. Friends, that's contrary to what the Bible says. Now, we do everything we can here on this this program and through Save America Ministries to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom as a voice first to the church declaring vision for the nation here in America's greatest crisis hour in the near edge of the second coming. We do that. That's why we were formed in 1993. That's why God called me to leave the practice of law at the height of my career to plead his cause in the land as a voice first to the church, declaring vision to the nation. As long as we are not fully destroyed, there is some measure of hope. But our hope is not based upon flesh and blood. It's not based on politics. It's not based on chariots and horses. It's based on the Lord our God and Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's what we've been missing. We think we can be saved from our sin and then trust our flesh for the rest of our life. It doesn't work that way. We'll be right back to make the prophetic connection. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. It is always a delight to join you here on Viewpoint to talk about the things that matter most. The things that matter most from God's viewpoint, the things that matter most 
from his eternal viewpoint, not just from a temporal viewpoint, but from the greater panoply of his purposes. Because God sees way beyond what we see. He doesn't look at things linearly like we do. He doesn't look at uh, circumstances and history the way we do. He sees a much bigger picture. You know, you and I may pay, play chess on a two- or three-dimensional level. He plays chess on a five- or six-dimensional level. And we just don't see how he does it. And we keep trying to force God to play on our level. And what we need to realize in humility is that we are his creatures, not his equal. Now, that having been said, let's return to Germany and Russia and the issue of oil and gas. Again today, from the Russian Times, Germany's prosperity is fueled by Russia. In mid-June, Gazprom, the big Russian energy company, announced technical problems with the Nord Stream 1 pipeline the Russian energy giant said that the gas compressor units made by Germany's company called Siemens were being repaired in Canada and couldn't be returned to Russia due to Western sanctions. So as a result, you, you see how all of these things are connected. So as a result, the pipeline's delay, a daily flow, was reduced by 40% after June 16th, yesterday. The situation prompted EU countries to prepare emergency plans for their security because the global industry simply doesn't produce enough liquefied natural gas to replace Russian gas supplies. Now, this is amazing. Uh, you, you might ask, well, why did God create such a situation that Russia has such an immense amount of natural gas? I, I can't tell you for sure. I could speculate, but I'm not going to. The fact is, Russia has an enormous amount of natural gas that given its uh, configuration, geopolitical configuration with Europe, makes it the premier supplier of energy to Europe. Now, since its historic reunification in 1990, Germany has secured its prosperity with advanced industry and technological uh, endeavors, which in turn have been driven by the hard work and creative spirit of their people. But to a large extent, the success of German industry was ensured by energy and raw materials from Russia. So there's been an informal alliance in many ways. Who would have ever believed that Russia, that once dominated eastern Germany, and our president goes over there and says, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down? Who would have ever believed that the Germany that gets reunited would go back and have this uh, play footsie with Russia over uh, gas and oil. Who would have ever believed that? 
But that's what's happened. An informal alliance that allowed Berlin to become the locomotive of the uh, entire economy of the European Union and enable Russia to overcome the crisis of the 1990s that followed the collapse of the USSR. So you see, they both got a benefit out of it. This is what people don't seem to understand. When it comes to the Antichrist coming into his role, everybody's going to think they're getting a benefit. Even the Roman Catholic Church will prostitute itself, as the Bible foretells in Revelation chapter 17, as it is obvious that uh, Pope Francis has been intending to do for years now, will prostitute itself for power, political power, and the secular powers of the resurrecting Roman Empire will prostitute themselves for religious power with the Roman Catholic Church or the papacy. So that's how the woman rides the beast. That's exactly how the woman rides the beast. The church rides the beast of ancient Rome, of resurrecting Rome, until the beast no longer needs the woman and burns her with fire. Read it in Revelation chapter 17. Now, we've gone a little astray from our discussion here, but we're giving the broader context of how things develop. So, back to Germany and Russia. The fate of these two countries is like a historic paradox. Clearly, Berlin, along with the Western Allies, has engaged in a proxy fight with Russia, one that's been building since shortly after Gerhard Schroeder, the former prime minister or chancellor of Germany, left office and became the president or CEO of Gazprom, the Russian oil and gas company. Then Angela Merkel came along and agreed to a number of measures which set the course for a confrontation with Russia. So, Germany needs Russia, and Russia needs Germany. Germany needs Russia, and Russia needs Germany. This is the model of how the new world order takes place. This is the model for how, uh, whether it has to do with oil and gas, whether it has to do with religion and political power, each needing the other, each needing the other, and they negotiate away truth for power, for power, perks, and position. And here's what's going to happen. Here's what I am convinced is going to happen vis-a-vis Ezekiel 38 and 39. Ezekiel 38 says that God is is going to put a hook in the jaw of Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and draw Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, 
into a secret Confederate arrangement. And the nations, many of the key nations that are going to be in that arrangement are mentioned there in Ezekiel 38. It says that these nations will come together in the latter days. Not the former days, but the latter days. In other words, our time. So the stage is being set right now. We're talking about it this very day, my friend. So what does it mean? At some point, Israel, through an act of divine fracking or whatever means, God is going to release to Israel an unprecedented revelation of energy, of oil. Just as God released to Israel over the past eight, ten years, an unprecedented revelation of gas 50 miles off the Mediterranean that has made her energy independent of Russia and of Egypt and made Israel able to be a exporting country rather than just importing with regard to energy. But the game isn't over, if you want to call it a game. To, to coin a phrase, the fat lady didn't sing yet. The story is not over. And what is going to happen, I believe, is that Israel is going to be blessed by God with the most amazing release of oil. It is that amazing release of oil in the context of this kind of tribulation, economic great game tribulation between Russia and other countries in the Middle East like Iran, Persia, which is specifically mentioned joining with Russia in Ezekiel 38, and Turkey, and Libya, and many other nations with them that have interconnectedness to the massive discovery and release of oil in Israel. Can you imagine the geopolitical tectonic shaking that will take place in our world when that happens? Geopolitical, economic, military, everything will be shaken. Everything that was taken as a given will be totally shaken. And those countries, Russia, Germany, Russia having Germany over a barrel, they'll find themselves confederating together to take a spoil. From where? From Israel the land of unwalled villages. At a time of Israel's relative peace, that's when they'll act. And they'll come upon the mountains of Israel. They're desperate. 
They will do anything and everything they can to grab a hold of that new found energy, oil and gas in Israel. Israel herself will not stand a chance against the overwhelming hordes coming against her. And so, as we read further in Ezekiel 38 and 39, we find that God himself intervenes and destroys five-sixths of their collective army on the mountains of Israel. So great is the carnage that it will take seven years just to burn the residue of it as fuel and seven months to bury the bodies. It's going to be one horrific war of God against Gog and Magog and the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal and those that are bound together with him. God is still on the throne, friends, whether it looks like it or not. For the time being, you and I are caught in the midst of the muddle, so to speak. Gas prices rising, threatening, uh, undermining people's uh, personal lives and economies. It's, It's not pretty. It's just not pretty. But God is still on the throne. Please be aware of that. Mankind may have his great game, but God has his great purposes. I hope you'll get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain. It's a $20 book, yours for a gift of $15 to save America Ministries. I think you'll be blessed as you read it. The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle, King of the Mountain. On our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us, Save America Ministries. Become a partner, friends. It's getting tougher and tougher and tougher to raise the resources that are necessary to get the message out. Really, become a partner. You might be able to not be able to get on the air yourself, but we can do this together. Wait on the Lord. Ask what He would have you to do. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.